All right. And this is the start of the very first podcast for This Was Rad, a podcast uh, by two friends, myself, Paul, and myself, Greg Moberg. And uh, we are going to be reliving <laughs> our, our childhood in film, uh, looking back at all the movies that we thought were just the coolest thing ever way back when. Uh, but to kind of twist it up a little bit, we, we really wanted to see what would a what would a teenager today think of the same movie that we could not wait to see as kids. So we also have my daughter Willow who will be joining us. You got to say hi. Hi. You got to speak up, kiddo. Hi. That's better. Who also had some strong feelings about this movie. So well, we didn't even explain what the first movie we decided to watch was. Oh man. So it was, it was the 1983 science fiction classic Krull, which um, I, I read for some trivia. Ooh. was the um, such a failure at the box office. It cost so much to make and made so little back. It killed the momentum that Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back had begun to. Um, open up it kind of opened that door to science fiction fantasy again in this movie nobody wanted to touch anything like this ever again not the end of it i can see that well <laughs> well i it, i can't even disagree i think to start this was rad this was rad to us when we were kids was oh, it yeah. not oh yeah no this was incredibly rad i remember this movie and i think like everybody you remember the glaive that which, was the first thing I wrote down. At all. It's not. No, not even close. No, no. It's a... Anyone who plays Dungeons and Dragons knows what a glaive it's, is. It's, it's a five-pointed chakra is really what it is. Yeah. That's a large throwing star. It's anything but a glaive, really. It's a glorified skill saw really, <laughs> for the majority of the film. Do you want to explain anything? Well, I think, I think Paul and I should talk about what we've remembered about this film when we were kids. So you'll kind of have kind of a... Uh, yeah, yeah. What stood out to us, to, to, to young us, um, I was one when this movie came out, born in 82, but it was always on HBO when I was a kid. I remember I, I remember watching this movie a bunch of times, and it's, and it's funny, as I was, as we ended up watching the movie, I suddenly, it, it dawned on me, I have seen the first two-thirds of that movie a dozen times, I don't even remember the ending. I know I've seen it before, but I couldn't remember it because everything be up until the ending was really cool. Like, yeah, the ending on that movie, not so great. I'm the exact opposite. I don't think I had ever seen the first 20 minutes of this movie because it, now, and again, I'm going to jump around. I, I don't care. It, yeah, yeah, you've yeah, either yeah. seen this movie or you haven't. At the end where she says, take this fire from my hand. I just thought that happened. <laughs> right. There, there's there's a setup for that. <laughs> but, like, the movie had gone so off the rails at that point. Even, like, five-year-old me was just like, yep. Yep. Woman's got fire with no explanation as to where it came from. The, I'll tell you, the, the one that got me was the Cyclops. Like, that, like, in my memory, yep. he wasn't just, he wasn't, like, window dressing. He was the coolest oh, yeah. thing on that screen. And what... I really remember, and this was a, this was a real mind bender when when we watched it. Was I always remember the Cyclops story, like how they lost their eye, like that was epic to me. I remember that scene yeah. being like 
dun, 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 this is how it happened. And it's and it's really not. The person I thought said the speech didn't even actually tell the story. I found <laughs> out surprised. that I combined this with Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> there were a lot of scenes I thought were in this movie that were not in this film. Um, and I don't know if the movie is better or worse for the fact that Conan the Destroyer is not in this film. Uh, a movie we will do at some point. Yeah, um, uh, definitely. Much to everybody's chagrin, because that is not a good film. No, no. And but that, um, I, I, why don't we go through so, the movie? Because so, basically, that's all I remember. The yeah. Cyclops and, and the, the, glaive. the Glaive. That was, honest to God, those are the only two things. And the Widow of the Web, what, which we'll get the into. The spider. Okay, yeah, I do remember. We'll get into that. So, so now, Willow, you can actually start chiming in, because now we are actually going to go back and we watched this movie for, for me, I think it was over 20 years since I've seen this movie. I can't remember seeing this past 15. I really can't. I tried to watch this movie. It was on Netflix at some point, like four or five years ago. Yeah. And something else better came up to do. I don't think I made it five minutes. Yeah. Because I, I didn't make it to the part with the flame in the hand. Because that was brand new for me. This, this, this watch through. Well, yeah, go ahead. You know, I didn't really notice it until the end when he said something that, oh, yeah, he did give her fire. Huh. So I understand your point. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, so if we jump around, if we're going to start at the end and go and then go forward. Yeah. So I think we should definitely say at the end of each podcast, we're going to tell you what our next movie is. So you can watch along. Um, if at any point you want to pause this, go watch it. I recommend it if only to enjoy this podcast. Um, you should definitely see it if you've never seen it. I mean, it is... It it's is, an experience. It is gorgeously shot. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it really is. Uh, the the panoramic. The, the sets are yeah. very, very well put together. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in an, in an age of, of, of green screen, to actually see actors interact with actual physical things is kind of nice. Um, not many of the effects hold up. No. But I don't think you can really expect anything yeah. that was shot with standard definition in mind kind of as its end game to be, to hold up. We, I watched this in HD. I don't know if you guys did. I, we did, yes. Um, yeah, so the effects look like garbage. Yeah. But... Um, they were they were rough. Yeah, I, you got to remember though, and this is way back, that was blue screen. That wasn't even green screen. Like yeah, they hadn't yeah, even true. figured out like they were just using any color background, and what you is could. Blue screen. Uh, it's it's like green screen, but with blue screens. Green blue works better with that. Um, green works better as a color to cut out, because it's in less things. It's not in our skin as much. Um, so that that's how that came to be. Oh. Yeah, like that awesome Hulk Hogan music video. That yeah. That you made in the eighties. <laughs> um. So the first okay. thing I want to say when I started this movie up was old Columbia Pictures logo. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because um, the movie I've seen probably, f I don't know, four dozen times, uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Old Columbia Pictures logo. Yeah. It's like this, like I always remember. That was, that was kind of funny. But um, then we're treated to a Star Wars, a New Hope ripoff opening shot. 17 minutes. <laughs> no, it's like, it's it's just sure? it's just flipped. Instead of the the ship coming in from the right hand side, 
at a low angle to imply dominance where it's coming in it's coming in from the left side low angle to imply dominance that's that's your opening shot it is a direct ripoff of the very first shot well you know what i don't care because as it started with that music i was like this is gonna be an epic film i am ready to watch this entire movie on the edge of my seat. That's how cool that opening was. And that was as rad as it was the first time I watched it. Uh, opening's actually good. It, and it kind of it holds up because it's a it practical does. effect. It is. Which looks nice. You know, it's shot in the right lighting and things like that. Yeah. What did you think? I don't know. I thought the whole movie was just one big cliche after another. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, fantasy for a lot of things kind of is cliche. You know, mm-hmm. I mean... I will say what what confused me about this is the movie opens up with a spaceship and then everyone's riding around on horses. I wrote the same <laughs> thing. I couldn't figure out if this was supposed to be a medieval sci-fi movie or a sci-fi medieval fantasy movie because... It's, yeah, there's a all, lot of things. All, all the guards people are wearing clearly plastic armor. It's Iron Man armor. It's I, clearly Iron I, Man It armor. is absolutely Iron Man armor. It, it's red and gold, and, but it's clearly plastic. Like, yes. it's not even trying to be anything but a polymer, uh, which, I don't know, it's just very odd. And then, of course, the whole the whole thing just screamed a Princess Bride kind of thing with the, the opening. Now, Willow, you had some pretty strong thoughts just on the whole dynamic of of Corwin and and in the princess there when we were watching it is it about how bad an actor uh, the main actor is his name yeah. Ken uh, oh, what's his name that main guy he was horrible yeah he was he, he was, was th- this was the last movie he ever started mm-hmm. uh, i'm not even surprised at that ken, yeah ken marshall marshall and uh, and Lisette Anthony. Cry. like really like and he got over it in, like, one blank. Like, he was crying, and then he blinked, and then he's like, okay, I'm good now. Let's go fight. Oh, I, I guess jumping around. Like, his complete lack of empathy for anybody in this film, I that was my adult uh, thought when I got to the end, was yeah. how quickly Colwyn, he completely, oh, look, my dad died. Eh, he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> right? He gets to the end. Uh, the the, um, the Cyclops, the Cyclops. does not bat an eye. No, no. He's the first person to go, well, I tried, you know. Right. Then the, the floor starts closing in. A child. A child is stuck yes. down there <laughs> with, with... Let's be honest. An incompetent <laughs> uh, creepo yeah. of, a, of a character. Eh, whatevs, guys. We've got things to do. That's <laughs> pretty awesome. Hey, <laughs> listen. I got the glaive. You don't. Who's really going to save people here? Yeah. Uh, now... I will say one thing that was just as cool today as the first time was Ergo, the ma- the Magnificent. Yes. He was fantastic. His speech was just, wow, I, even, I wrote it down. Short of stature, tall in power, now of purpose, wide of vision. I was like, That's yep, still awesome. Played by the uh, guy who was the candy shop guy in Willy Wonka. That was Before I found that out, I was like, you know what? He's like Willy Wonka. Like, he, he looks like Steve Coogan. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. But it's clearly not. Oh, well, it's interesting. Willow gave him a, a lovely title throughout the movie that, that kept getting me. Lord and then... Oh, Farquaad. Lord Farquaad. Yeah, the guy from Shrek, you know, with the bowl cut. 
and was really irritating. Yeah, so the whole time she's watching the movie, she would just be like, oh, look, Lord Farquaad ma- messed up another magic trick. Yeah. 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 You got five pages of notes. Start <laughs> yeah, start chiming in, man. So um, the, 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 the basic premise of this movie, if you've never seen it, um, two people are, are getting married to unite kingdoms because there's a greater threat. I don't know why they couldn't just decide to fight it together. Apparently, there needs to be some kind of marriage. Yeah, well, not really. So well, it's, it's not even clear. Do you know? Five seconds. They're already divided. Like, really? Like, you didn't even try to keep her near you? Like, okay, bye, honey. I'll hopefully hope that you don't get trapped somewhere, got kidnapped. Well, I'm gonna reveal something right now. Up until watching this movie again, I always thought Kroll was the name of the prince. Oh. I didn't even realize it was the yeah. name of the planet. It's the name of the planet, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which even now doesn't make any more sense than no, no. than anything else. And this was written by the guy who wrote um, Any Which Way You Can, the uh, hilarious Clint Eastwood and Monkey movie. Oh, yeah, you remember yeah. that film? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they – uh, they're interrupted in their wedding by uh, the bad guys that they call what destroyers. Uh, oh, slayers! Slayers. Who, by the way, still looked cool. That armor was pretty. They they pretty rad. They looked good. Um, there are some things that are absolutely not covered that really should be in in the film. Like when they die, they turn into like insects and burrow into the ground. Where are they burrowing to? For what, what purpose? Why do they not just look like bugs? Again, None of that. nope. Don't need to know any of this. Are they just are they just controlling the suit? Are they like the Gould from from Stargate? Like, Question. what's going on there? Yeah. It just you're right. I, you, I kept I watched the entire movie and saw that like a dozen times, and it never even occurred to me ask to ask the question, what the hell was going on with that? Yeah, no, and, and they showed it multiple times, like they were setting something up for a big reveal, right? Later at the end of the film, nope, nope, nope. Tough. They uh, princess gets. Uh, well, I guess now queen because they're married. Uh, in, in the middle of the wedding, they they get attacked. They get separated. Everybody gets killed except um, the the now king. Yeah, his name Corwin. Corwin. Who, who, by the way, everyone can take. Everyone just gets a glancing blow with one of those laser yes staffs. But he, uh, and so uh, again, lasers exist. But you know, we'll still fight with swords. <laughs> right. Right. Want to point that out. And, point out how that whole castle made of concrete was burned by fire when oh concrete get burned a by wizard fire? Did it. not only that was the that was actually really funny to me in the middle of the concrete castle is one wagon of hay that they make a point to set on fire yeah and then when the shot pulls away it's one black spot and that's it like was that slayer just like no i'm burning everything it, and yeah. This is the only flammable thing I could find. It must have been, yeah, <laughs> the firebug. Uh, they get uh, princess or queen is is kidnapped by the beast, who who, who is the main bag, the guy. head bad yeah, guy, he's, he's who runs the all the slayers in the this black castle. tower. And uh, Corwin has to go find him while he decides to get, uh, 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 you know, help from people along the way, including uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Hagrid. So, Hagrid. Hagrid was in this movie. Robbie Coltrane. Really? 
Who does he play? He's the heavy guy, kind of with like the crew cut and the mustache. Oh yeah, the one, the one I, I kept calling him. Uh, he says, like, "Oh, you, you man can't talk to himself without being interrupted." Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's Hagrid. Yeah. Oh really? I, I Liam Neeson was a strike. Yes, and he's not even like a minor character. Like no, he's, he's in a, he's in he a lot of the multiple movie. speaking roles. He has the one of the bigger reactions when he dies. Yep. From other characters. Yep. Yeah, so that's basically the movie. Um, I would say the opening's pretty good. The second third of the movie's pretty good as well. And it really falls apart at the third. The last third of the movie, it just completely falls apart. So before we get there, I mean, like one of the couple of things that we we touched on is like the Widow of the Web was that was a really cool thing. But one... When he goes in there, I always remember there being like a dozen spiders. Like I remember, oh, really? I remember there hmm. being like a dozen of those white things. And you know what it is? It's because they use the same shot seven times. Oh yeah, yeah. Of the spider f- climbing down the web, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, they do. So I I, I found that uh, why is everyone uh, both fathers in this speak with British accents? Neither of the children do. Yep. Now it turns out that that woman was dubbed over. Yeah, Lizette Anthony. With, with an uh, American um, actress. So that that I can understand, but um, the other guy, that was his actual voice. Uh, but <laughs> the fight scene, especially the fight scenes at the beginning, fight are atrociously they're, they're really, terrible. They're really they, bad. They got... They're, they're bad. They were... When they're in... There's there's one that wasn't terrible. And I can't remember. I'm now, now I'm completely forgotten. Yeah, it's because it doesn't exist. It, like... <laughs> Um, it really does, you know. There, there I, I wanted are, to like the fight. There scenes, are no roads to that castle. If no, you noticed, nope. It's just out in a field. And uh, here's here's a sad thought. All those horses in those movies, uh, they're dead. <laughs> all those oh, horses are are dead now. They're all dead. What I what I have what I assume of watching this movie, the landscape has to be, is it is actually one giant towering planet where you can only climb up because every time they need to get someplace yeah they only climb there was yeah. no path to the castle because then didn't it move no 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 i mean i mean the uh, the original castle that the oh, you don't know about the, took the black in. castle yeah that, the black castle that makes sense that oh. that fa- that only the only time it's actually about to fade when the actual sun rises is when they need to get into it the rest right. of it it's basically high noon Right. They're having tea and crumpets. Yeah, it doesn't matter at you all. You know what I realized with the Black Castle? So the first time people come out of it, there's a perfect entrance. Like, you, they can yep. just walk right out. But when they're trying to get into it, they have to climb hills, mountains, mm-hmm. dodge stuff, and then they get into it. Yeah, they it, have to have a Cyclops sacrifice himself so they can get in, yeah. Yeah, which which I'm I'm okay with the Cyclops. Like, it, he he's going to die. He knows when he's going to die. Yes. If he doesn't do whatever it is he's about to die, then he, he suffers a, a more terrible fate, which you see, he, he's crushed by doors. They never explain what his original death, was he just, right. what, did he, was he stung by a bee? And, and does does he fall off one of the flaming horses? It, it never really, I wish they would have explained that. Like, what, what was his yeah. actual death supposed to be like? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I guess to kind of give this some sort of structure, um, after the battle with the wedding, the main character Corwin is 
shot like everyone else and everyone else dies but he doesn't because he's a star. well he's a star yeah so he and then has an emo moment he where he wakes cries. up and there's this this like this mysterious old man that's going to help him and get him to the uh oh yeah i call him I, I call him the human yoda yeah basically so <laughs> they they embark to get this thing called the glaive now a glaive for those of you that aren't familiar with it is basically a sword that's been stuck on the end of a stick that's a glaive. So they have to go get this glaive. So uh, there's a lot of climbing involved where the main character is just climbing. Uh, yeah, Minutes I, go by, a lot of climbing. It, it looks nice, don't get me wrong. but I, It definitely feels like he, like this movie was really just trying to promote cardio oh, yeah. um, by outdoor exercise. And uh, one of them, or a tourist board or something. One of the climbs is obviously like really fake. Like You could tell he's just climbing on the floor. But they made it look sideways because <laughs> when the rocks came at him, he uh, scratched them all no problem. Like, there was no problem at all. 50 rocks come in his face, no scratches, no nothing. I'm just going to keep climbing. Then yeah. no more rocks. Yeah, that was one of the first scenes where I was like, wow, they're going to use cut scenes yeah. for every dramatic moment. Yeah, he has a lot of that. Um, and they, they stole that from Zelda, let's be honest. The original <laughs> Legend of Zelda, when you're in Death Mountain and the rocks come at you. So he, he, he climbs and climbs and climbs, and you think he's done climbing, but he's still climbing, climbs for a long time. Then he makes it to the top of some rock structure and goes inside, and it's kind of like a volcano, but it can't be that bad, even though it looks like there's lava and stuff, because he straight up jams his hand into what I thought was lava. No repercussions at all. I... He doesn't even look – it, it, it looks like maybe if it's, like, cold outside and you're about to go into a jacuzzi and you put your hand in and you're like, oh, this is a little uncomfortably hot. Oh, okay, no, actually, it's fine. I'm just I'm just not used to this. Um, and it then he pulls – doesn't even change color. Nope, nope, nothing. I, pulls out the glaive. Not, not only he, that. He, so now he has this throwing star knife thing. So, so not even that. There's not even, like – like, this movie completely sets up that he is the hero. Shut your brain off. There's not going to be any tension for him because he doesn't even hesitate. He's not even like, ooh, that might be lava. I could lose a hand. He's just no. like, oh, there it is. Let me get that. Yeah. No, <laughs> you, you think maybe he'd throw a rock in there to see Something, what happens. Right? I, I, and he's clearly sweating. Now, I guess you could say he was climbing and he worked up a sweat. <laughs> but I took it more as like, it's so it's hot, hot in yeah. here, farther away from the Earth's core. Fire burns Because I face. climbed all the way up. Yeah. Um, you know, it's red as a cinema goer. We're supposed to understand that red usually stands for heat of some kind. No. Yeah, I, I assumed Absolutely it was not. warm jello and and it, there was pudding pops that had melted and that's yeah. what I was reaching into. Maybe. Yeah, pudding mean, pops. This is the same anymore. stuff that fire was shooting out of. So, like, either it's really bad oh, yeah, or yeah. Cause there was, Wasn't yeah, there when somebody stuck his, his hand in some fire pop yeah, up or something? This whole hand catches, his whole arm catches fire. Yeah. So it's if crazy. it's on fire, you jam it in lava and it goes out? No, you totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know what it is? Power of the glaive. And power that's of probably the glaive. What, and that's probably what we thought as kids, right? It it's the power of the glaive that protects you. I wish I knew <laughs> what like five year old me thought of that. To be honest, I don't even think I saw that part of the film. I usually picked oh, it up yeah, when the Cyclops yeah. was already in it. That's oh, usually yeah. when I started picking no, it up. No, I had movie. seen that. I, I I remember I remembered him getting it, but I thought it was way more dramatic than that. Instead, it was just like, eh. yeah. and then he and then he starts pulling. So after that, he starts well, picking up his his own fellowship. Yes, and one thing I do want to point out is that this movie's really light on music. 
there, like, there's parts that are totally scored, and then there's like 10 or 15 minutes that'll go by with straight up no music. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it'll come back in. It's very, very odd. I don't quite understand it. But yeah, he, he puts together a, a ragtag group, um, <laughs> if you can believe it. Them. Like, yeah, through no effort. Out. They just come to him. They're about to rob him. These robbers, these brigands that are set upon him. And he's like, hey, I'm the king. Let's go and do this thing. And I'll release you guys because I have keys to your your manacles. On the, and I'll, I'll release you. And he talks Liam Neeson and Hagrid and, and everybody else into hopping on board with him. Uh, he meets a guy who's who can kind of shapeshift. Here and there. Oh, Ergo, yeah. Ergo. Who, who really just, I, I don't know what his thing really, I mean, he's supposed to be a great wizard. Like, that. that's his thing. He's got that quote right at the beginning, right. which is pretty epic. And just speaking off that quote, as you watch this movie, you could just tell when the writers were writing this, they didn't write it as a story. They wrote it as, as quotes. Mm. Each like every character, each time they speak, it's almost like it's an epic line that, that, that should be on a T-shirt somewhere. Yes. Nobody just says, hey, why don't we go ahead and kill the bad guy? It's always like, we must climb the highest mountain of which only those of strongest power and will can do. Um, yeah, I, that was I just want a pie, really, is really what I want. So. Right. So uh, they, they, they go forward and they, uh, they're, you know, I... It's funny, not really a lot happened in this movie, but there was like, so they, uh, they, there's this guy that can see where the castle that the princess is in because it changes location every day. The sun rises, it will move, it'll teleport to a new location. And the, there's a, a guy who can see it or knows information that can bring them information or something. So yeah, they, the Emerald Seer. They go to see the Emerald Seer. Is that the guy that kidnapped the kid for no reason? Yeah, I don't know what that little kid was doing. Yeah, there, there was, was a lot of questions. Yeah, there was a very Catholic priest vibe going yeah. on. Yeah, there nah, was very I don't know. My child, come live with me in a cave. Okay, I'm happy to, as long as I get cinnamon bars. Yeah. <laughs> you ever eaten cinnamon? Right. Not very good. Now, but here's the thing. You have to figure, again, looking back, that was probably something cool. I get to live with a wizard. Right. Who wouldn't want to live with a wizard? Now you look back and you're like, oh, he's, he's really just plying me to, to do things for him. Yeah, that's that cool guy. I think things have changed a lot because now there are a lot of like alerts, like strange <laughs> danger. You must not even look at them the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. We have no, an, no, no, no stranger danger on we, we have an ember seer alert. Emerald <laughs> seer alert. It's like, hey, it's cinnamon bars. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> hey, kids, would you like to get in my wagon? Yeah. <laughs> I'm blind, you see. I need someone to guide me around. Oh. Uh, so they decide they have to go in a swamp. They never quite explained this to my satisfaction. There was something they needed there. I'll be, he had to go there for the so for something. Because so the Emerald Sea find out where the So the, the Emerald Sea tries to find it out and the beast is able to reach him because he's that's the other thing. The beast is like this amazingly all-powerful creature. He he can reach through yes. and crushes the Emerald Seer's vision, but somehow he just can't like can't get a rock to fall on this guy's head. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's this very is, this odd. Is a, this is a very classic all all-powerful yet I can't seem to do very kind of like how people are always like, oh, ghosts, and they're speaking to me through. 
um, noises, and it's like, don't you think if they really wanted to talk to you, maybe they would just talk to you? Yeah. Because, you know, I don't communicate through noises that you need to record and then play back with special software. Nope. No, no. I like to be vague. That whole swamp scene. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that swamp scene. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is they went through that whole thing, like, shoulder deep. They come out. There's no, like, dirt on their clothes. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Well, what you don't realize is Ergo has an instant clean spell. He must. What a great! I didn't even quicksand. I didn't even observe that. Yeah, haven't seen quicksand in a movie in yep. forever. Yeah. What was in that bag that was so important that this guy would just yep. be like, take the bag. Yeah, take the bag. <laughs> well, clearly, they, clearly the it was gang, a, it was a launderer. <laughs> the gang stumbles into quicksand, and you know, it's one guy they're trying to save, Six and he's carrying what. He's so deep, so fast. I can only assume it's like rocks in a sack or something. <laughs> and uh, of course, they can't save him, and the king is. Uh, showing emotion. Oh, and apparently that's all the emotion he had because <laughs> once again, he doesn't no, no, care no. about anyone once else again, who's dead. Once again, no, no, no. Even after that, he's like, oh, okay, I'll take the bag. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, he never, takes that bag, no problem. Right. That's what I mean. Like, he has almost no empathy for anybody else in this movie. Yeah. It's so, so weird. Then, yeah, uh, and he always has a clean um, like, set of clothes like every scene. Yeah. So that's what I thought. Like, maybe there's oh. clothes in the bag. So why are we saving it? It's and his close. and his quaffed hair, which oh, never perfect. is out of place. Never. <laughs> Go through that big war, climb all the mountains in the world, horseback riding, fighting. Oh, hey, look, perfect quaff, no mirror. No problem. Yep. <laughs> um, so while that's happening, the Emerald Seer is by himself, and uh, what it, what will later re- be revealed as a changeling yeah. has taken his form, why kills him. Why him by himself? And th- excellent question. And well, he, they, he needed a moment. <laughs> they they, uh, they uh, throw the body in the quicksand. They the changeling leads them to these trees that they're which, trying to get to. Which I, I gotta say now, even when I remember watching this before, I I kind of remember this when the seer is walking with Corwin and he opens up his eyes and they're all black. Yeah, I remember that being just as cool as when I rewatched it. That was an actually that was a tense scene mm. in an otherwise silly turn of events but when yeah there, there are you're like scenes oh, what's that, gonna happen they actually stand out you know um that and the scene inside the the spider yes area yeah yeah when those the whole... when the actor and the actress who actually can act oh my god like i was like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh why can't the entire movie just be these two <laughs> right because this is fantastic oh my gosh like, they the were actual, fantastic like, they, no they were they were destroying it um, yes but not not to jump ahead so the Cyclops is staying behind for some reason. He sees the body of the seer. He runs over to alert everybody. Hey, look out. This this changeling is is gonna is gonna rope a dope the king and kill him. They get there, of course, just in time. Oh, uh, of course. The changeling kind of disappears into the ground. And again, it's kind of like this thing with the with the the insects. Yeah. There's not really a payoff. The changeling shows up later, but it's like, again, it's just kind of, oh, this is happening. I have now. to assume that the beast, because when you actually see him, I mean, he's, he's an, a grotesque, awful monster. Yeah. I have to assume that at this point that all the slayers and the changelings, they're they're just like his insect offspring. They, yeah, that would they have sense. to be. This movie doesn't explain a lot. Um, but that is definitely a key one. Um, but the swamp scene overall, I thought was, it, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't as really, really bad, but yeah, when the guy drowns, it's like, what's going on, dude? Wait, was that Lord Farquaad? 
Oh, Lord Farquaad. No, that was... Uh, oh, I thought it was him. That's why I actually cared so much. Oh, never mind. So it, no. It, it, uh, well, actually, no. You know what? Lord... <laughs> Ergo. Ergo. He does actually have a pretty cool scene. Because he, he, right after that, now he's going to turn into a puppy to keep the kid. Because the kid has come along, obviously. And the, and, and the kid had said that he'd want a, wanted a puppy earlier. Yeah. And so, yeah. So he turns into a puppy to, to kind of comfort this kid. Which actually was a pretty... Touching moment yes. again. One of the the small glimmers of uh, of rays of light. Yes, yes. And um. then apparently his parents never taught him. Hey, don't just see an animal and pick it up and bring it with you, because that's exactly what he did. Yeah, because what just happened? Somebody impersonated <laughs> something else and then almost killed a guy. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, a puppy that I that I kind of conveniently said I wanted not a half hour ago? Oh, yeah, whatever. I'll just pick this up. Perfect. Oh, we're also missing a member of our party? Oh, yeah, no, what no, could be going wrong? God. Yeah. Mm. It'll all work itself and out. goes missing and he comes back. Yeah, that's that's not really explained. So n- then then the uh, the old man from the, the, the top of the mountain or whatever then says, well, it's okay that this guy died. Uh, we've got I've got a backup plan, which which turns out to be one of the better scenes in the film. Yeah, actually, where he says I have to go by myself, you know, because I have I have history with the, what what what's her name? The widow, uh, the widow of the web, the widow yes. of the web. He's like who, I, who, I have a history with this woman. Which I, I will I will say the one thing that I kind of had a problem with this movie is it turns into a little bit of a never ending story where he has to give her her or say her her or old name right. Which happens to be, of course, the name of the princess yes, because yes, yes. this movie doesn't circular itself enough. We have to tie everything together. We'll it's explain kind of like, this, but we won't explain the bug things. Right. It's kind of like the, <laughs> the, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where the turtles were actually April O'Neil's pets when she were kids. Yeah. It's like, this adds zero to the movie. Yep. In fact, it just makes it more complicated and seemingly um, you know, ridiculous yeah. than than it could have been. I understood been. that more than what apparently was the real story. Like at least she has a connection with them, which is why she stays with them. Wait, 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 wait! Are we talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now? Yeah, I was gonna say I'd be creeped out because they're giant turtles. turtles that are also yeah. ninjas. <laughs> yes, Who would not want to hang out with those people? Me? <laughs> okay, listen. You we're can only table you this. can only you can only hate one movie at a time. <laughs> Let's just stick with this one. We're gonna we're gonna table this for now. Yeah. But um, so. So the old man uh, yells out her name, which is which which as Paul said is the same name as the the princess slash queen who is uh, uh, being captured. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. Yanir is his actual his name, played by Freddie Jones. So she, the widow of the web, uh, gives him time to escape this giant, which um, again spider. Really cool scene, like great can, scene so because there's there's she has this. It's raising glass. constantly raising the stakes where. Where you know it looks weird, he's coming in. He he knows that some of the some of the web strands are gonna are gonna attract this spider. So he's trying to move carefully, and you you see it starting to come after him before he sees it. Which was pretty good stop motion, by the way. Yeah, no, it's it's I I, I love stop motion even. It, it, that was but pretty I mean, good. Eighty three. Uh, yeah, it was really good. It was fine. And um, and so he he of course barely. You know, skin of his teeth makes it in where we have probably the best scene in the film. Where it, it's a shame that the the like end of the film wasn't as good as this. Absolutely, it totally peaks here. The Absolutely. rest of the movie's really downhill from this scene, which may explain why I barely remember watching anything after that scene. Because after he gets out, he he does get out. 
just and he does one of those dying gasp things. Um, so basically, yeah. she's got a right. She gives him her life through uh, sand from an hourglass. So does um, she just die right after he leaves? Well, the spider's hungry, so it's it's kind of implied that yeah. the spider's going to eat her because yeah. she's she's broken some rule or something, right? Which again, really well well told. And so he gets out of there. He, he apparently it's a very terrible climb up with with both hands free, but coming down with one hand full of sand, yeah, it's it's like a slip and slide. Yeah, and you I, can just <laughs> you can just hit the bottom and. Lo- Hit so the there's, I'm running. so there's, there's in, in what has been a, a, I would say, bit lighthearted. I mean, I mean, there's, 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 there's been some death and stuff, but it's all been kind of comic booky, superficial, except for maybe the guy in the quicksand. I guess that's a little intense and kind of in your face. It's been a pretty like, oh, whatever movie, and then suddenly these two, and she's like, oh, I was pregnant with your kid, and I murdered oh, it. Really dark. I was pissed at you, and I've now. You know, locked myself in here as my penance, right? And, and the guy's like, "Well, no, that's that's fine." At, at one point, I'm like, "I think I missed something." Yeah, well, and that's what's funny is when I'm watching, I'm like, "Did did Kubrick write this scene?" Yeah, because no, it got really it dark, cranked up to eleven real fast. <laughs> yeah, and but How you did know you what? Miss that? And it seems it sounds crazy, but like these two are such good actors. It worked. The guy, the guy, basically just says, "Hey, I don't care. I still love you." But when they're acting, you totally buy it. Like yeah. The guy totally somehow is, is really getting across this like life of regret of not staying with this woman. And, and he, he honestly believes that, that that's his fault for not staying. It's, it's, it's a really great scene. It is. Um, he leaves, but when the sand he's holding runs out, runs out he will also die. Yeah. Which is basically as soon as he gets back to the people and say, Oh, yeah. you need to get to this desert that's nowhere near here. Why didn't he try Adios. to hold on to his wife? Like, I don't know, just like try to go with that? Well, he, he actually said, there, there, there's a line where he says, I can't hold this sand. And the woman says, you can't hold the sand like you can't um, stop time. Uh, yeah. So he actually, it was it was no matter what he did. It was, it was falling out. out. Right. So he couldn't stop it. Yeah. Um, Otherwise. One of the few things that's actually explained in this film. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that is fine. So basically, uh, really... As you're watching the movie, go ahead. Make sure that you give yourself a good ten minutes to go through this scene, yeah. and watch it, yes, um, yes with yes, intensity. Yes, yes. And then, basically, after that, how are they gonna how are they gonna get to the right. black we, castle? We can't time? get there. It's thousands of leagues away. And the Cyclops says, "Fire mares," which are Clydesdale horses that run that really run fast. and apparently set things on fire. Yeah. Which I wrote down seems like an environmental hazard. It does. They are basically just leaving a flame trail behind yes. them. Yes. And and then it's it's yeah. Doc Brown in his DeLorean and after then, he's hit eighty eight miles an hour. It's just flame behind him. And then just to top it off, because Clydesdales with flaming hooves aren't enough for that scene, they also fly. Yes. Across an <laughs> entire cliff. Which, which I have to say, <laughs> just like why were you running to begin with? Why not skip right to flying? I got to say, right. same thing. When they were starting to fly, I'm like, this totally looks like something from a Santa Claus film. It really 100%. was. It really was. Which would actually, what it kind of makes me think was, why did nobody think of these before? And why weren't they using them to start? Because right. yeah. clearly... The whole time the- Okay, like, cool. We can take our sweet time. Because they're they're obviously close enough to the swamp. Why don't we just take a diversion from the swamp, get the fire mares, 
nobody drowns. <laughs> right. Within four we'll seconds. We'll fly over it and just drop on down. Yeah, none of that makes any sense. There's, I wrote something here. And oh, uh, more. And then, and then finally, they actually reach the Black Castle, which, of course, includes more climbing. And I, I'm not It was really more sure. like cliffhanger. I'm pretty sure I heard a Wilhelm scream when one person died, so that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the moving castle thing... You know that's fine. It it you know it raises the stakes as far as writing goes. I get I get that. But like you said, it only seemed to. But I almost, have a timetable when but they I, had to find it at yeah. a specific time. Yeah, it was definitely a plot device, but it ended up working as far as that goes. And then the last thing I so as you get to the end of the movie, he's finally there. The princess is there. Um, oh no! Hold on! Hold on! The Cyclops dies. Oh yeah, by yeah crushed by crushed, crushed by, door. by a door. Yeah. Uh, nobody seems to care. Then well, that's not true because the the lead guy, the uh, the lead bandit. Oh, the lead bandit. He's he he writes to the end. He's like, no, no, I've got to save him. When Colwyn's like, dude, princess, we tried, princess, <laughs> we did all we could. We gotta leave. What do you? <laughs> you think I'm gonna waste this? So then, yeah, and, and this is where you, they, they do exactly what you don't do in a game of Dungeons and Dragons. They split the party, it kind of inadvertently to their, to their credit, where one of uh, two of them, the, the, the kid and, uh, and Ergo, Ergo fall, yep. fall down this crack yeah. um, and kind of land in this, this sort of like underbelly area. Uh, the prince makes it to where he's supposed to go. And the last bandits that are alive wind up in this like spike trap. Yeah, which which why did it I stop when when that one guy dropped a knife on the floor? I, why did it stop? And then he picked it up and it killed him. I don't get that. I, I don't mean, even understand why they left Colin by himself. Like no, you're, you're there really to protect isn't. him. Why would you suddenly go circling around back? And I then, I remember as a kid that that scene. But I thought the knife he was picking up, I thought that set the trap off. I thought it was like some like jeweled dagger. And because the guy was a bandit, he was like, oh, cool, check this out. And then that killed, so it was like a oh, greed no. kill. No, totally, totally not correct. Would have made that scene far better. And no, no. Um, so while, while that's happening, uh, Ergo and the, the boy are um, getting attacked by the Slayers. So Ergo turns into a tiger. And totally goes Calvin and Hobbes. Wouldn't that tiger spell have come in handy multiple <laughs> Any time. other times? Any in the other film? time. <laughs> yes. Just the, just throwing that out there. This film is a it's definitely a film of convenience, not not thought out writing. All you had to do was put a scene in where he's like, Oh, I found my tiger spell that I have been looking for. It was in my other pocket. What just throw give me a line. That explains it, not just like, oh yeah, I could have been doing this the entire time, but whatevs. It's not like they're, you know, tigers are natural climbers, and I could have just zipped right up here to help everybody climb. You know, never mind that. So now he knows how to work a spell. Just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, well, he turned well, into that, a puppy. He, yeah, he, he he mastered that puppy one. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh so and this and and by this point, the movie's kind of already fallen apart. The 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 prince uses the glaive. To uh, saw blade his uh, his way into where the princess is. Now I will say, I still thought the use of the glaive, which, by the way, in my memories, 
I remember him using the glaive every five minutes. Like, I that also was a, remember him using it constantly. That was the solution nope. to every problem. Yeah. Okay. And, it, and, and it wasn't. He went to the quicksand with it, and it didn't come out of his pocket. Just saying. He went through the quicksand. It was just hanging by like a little loop. He went through the whole thing. Never right. It. There you go. Right. Doesn't the bad guy know that the glaive is the ultimate thing that can kill him? What? What? Instead of killing him, just, just take the damn glaive. Right. right. Just have the changeling rip it off his belt and run away. But I still thought the glaive was a pretty. E- even rewatching it, I thought it was a pretty cool scene. The, the, the cutting of the isn't really the, the cutting of the door is a little bit long, but no, no, no. It's yeah. definitely the acting of the glaive. Um, yeah. Him and his reaching out for the stars look, which actually made me think that he was constipated the whole time. Yeah. Well, and, and then and then there's the part where it gets stuck in the bad guy, and he Empire Strikes Back like tries to force yes, it out. I said the same thing. Yeah, I have I have Empire Strikes and, Back rip off written down. And then he has the I I said this to Willow when we were watching it. He has the most dejected look, like, oh, eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, no, he's, he, <laughs> once again, really once again, just, eh. we keep no We keep harping on this guy, deservedly so. You know, there is one scene where I totally bought him and his character, and it was when the bandits attacked him, and he kind of, like, cavalierly was, like, just playing it off like he didn't care at all. Like, I totally bought that character. Everything, every other scene where he had to do other things other than like, I don't care, I'm, I'm, you know, devil may care, I'll get out of this, ha ha ha. Anything other than that, totally. I, I'm telling that. you right now, if he was a Christmas sweater, it, they, not even that scene would make me now want to ask for a gift receipt. <laughs> it was just, it was, he was horrible. He, I, I, I'll tell you right now, I came into it really expecting to like the movie. I tried to like like it. Some of these, some of it just did not hold up like I really oh, expected so, it to. So we're we're basically at the end of the film. Uh, what can't the bad guy hurt? Oh, it's love. Love kills the bad guy at the end. Oh, the fi- the flaming. He takes the fire flaming from hand. his his wife's hand, which was part of the wedding ceremony. Why didn't she use the I give fire you fire. Why didn't she use the fire? Yes, <laughs> excellent question. And and so I I did try and explain this because this is the best guess I could have. She can only produce fire when she's giving it to her husband. Oh, that is a line in the film. That actually may make sense. But all okay. I could think is, okay, why don't you just tell him, I give you fire to your face. Yeah, yeah there you go. Right? I'll marry you. Fire. <laughs> there we go. You know, case you know? closed. Um, <laughs> and the bad guy, the beast also had a very, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, it actually looked like a ripoff costume yeah, I, that I they actually, got at a dollar store. I was going to say, I... <laughs> I saw that. I was like, this looks like it's from another movie, and I couldn't place exactly where, but it looked really familiar. Um, yeah, that's what I but, picked it up as. Was but the, uh, so he, you know, they, they, they burn him with the fire and, and uh, they escape um, the one, two, three, four, five of them that are left, right? It's, it's Ergo, it's the boy, it's oh, uh, the bandit, the, the youngest bandit. The king and the queen. Yes, right. Yeah, six of them. Yeah, I actually ended up calling him Scarlet. uh, Okay, because I I, I was going to say kid from Road Warrior. Well, well, I I mean, as you watch this movie, all these guys turn into emulations of Robin Hood's band of merry men. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, You know who I will say actually killed it as an actor in this movie? Liam Neeson. 
Liam Neeson, yeah. Like, totally. He's, he's the only other... Robbie Coltrane, I didn't even right. realize. Taggart. But, but even then, he's... he's Taggart only wasn't that great in this movie. Right. I'll be the first to say it. But Liam Neeson made a career, and all I could think is, the next movie he did after this, when they asked him, what else have you done? He said, oh, I haven't done anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, this will be my first job. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you sure? Because... I could have swore I saw it. Nope, nope, not me. Nope. <laughs> Shaved his beard, cut his tail off. Yep. Yep. Totally. No, I'm not even Liam. I, yeah. I'm 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 Bob. Yeah. I'm Bob Nelson. <laughs> From that to having a certain set of skills. That's oh yeah. And that you set of skills involves losing losing family members very very regularly. I, I um, will say if if he had the glaive and taken, that would have probably been made a way better movie. So, yeah, then they watch the castle uh, fall down for a really long time. It's another one of well, these scenes where you're like, wow, this is, this is their oof. And, but here's the thing. It, it doesn't even fall down. You yeah, could tell that it's falling up and they just reversed, reversed it. Footage, yeah. Because even the rocks and the dust all look like they're falling upwards. And it yeah. just, and then, of course, as we pan to the heroes, they are clearly in the scene of Sound of Music. <laughs> just walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like the head a, bandit a gets a job as like a head guard or whatever they called it. Some, they have some Which actually I will say was a I like that I like that scene. Well, only the only the king's head guards me now is yeah, the key. Yes, he word. does. And he gives them the whole wink in the gun. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. If you I got it. Uh, uh, the lead the lead, lead bandit, bandit was, was actually really good. When fine. he when he goes to take the so the, the I guess we didn't even touch on that. There's bandits and he's got um, they've got cuffs on with chains. Yes. And when they meet him, he's like, no, 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 I'm keeping them as a reminder. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty cool line. Yeah. So this, I mean, there's little little nuggets of, no, of gems in here. There's there's parts of this that are, that, are, that are great. But there you go. Bam. That's the movie. It's over. The credits. And then there's a voiceover. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This movie really loved voiceovers. Really loved voiceover. And uh, there you go. Bam. End of the movie. So that was what it. was rad about this movie. Cyclops death, rad. Cyclops death was rad. Glaive, rad. Glaive is still the raddest. Uh, um, I love that wizard's curls. Like the beard somehow got perfect curls, but I can't get like. Oh one. yeah, the, nice the, the emerald, the emerald seer. Oh yeah, that yeah. the scene with the changeling when he turns in with the black eyes. Bad. That yeah, was rad. Rad rather. Not that bad. was definitely rad. Um, oh, and um, the bad guy. Um, I like the costumes on. Uh, when the bad guy, there was there was a scene we forgot to talk about where the bad guy was like talking with the changeling and kills the changeling. Remember the second time the changeling shows up, like in camp. Oh, the random girl out of nowhere. Random who just, girl out of nowhere, oh, yeah. who's really the changeling, but has fallen in love with the king. Yeah, I mean, apropos of nothing, just yeah. happened. It's kind of a pointless scene, and then it doesn't the, really make the sense. beast is like, oh, "I'm going to kill you from far away." Why didn't you just kill the king again? From far away? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Does, put, give her a dagger. End of the movie. Uh, yes, uh, people getting sl- stabbed to death by spikes. The, That's pretty rad. The slayers were really rad. The slayers costumes were, rad. were good. Iron um, Man armor is kind of rad. It was. It was. For all, it didn't do anything. Nope. But, nope. You know. Nope. Mine as well have been made out of paper. But yeah, it really wasn't. Uh, was this movie rad? Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> it was indeed. It was uh, uh, in 1983. 2015? No. No, not anymore. No, it's not. 
What did you think, Willow? Yeah, I'm, I am very curious. Overall, what did you like about the movie? Seriously, seriously try to be like, what were the positives you really took away from this movie? I loved Lord Farquaad, or Ergo. Ergo. Ergo, yeah, the wizard. Yeah, he was just, like, awesome. He reminded me of Willy Wonka, which I can relate to. Because, like, he's, like, friends From with all the time that you've spent in a chocolate one. factory. He was the only one that actually talked to the kid. Otherwise, the kid yeah. was just like, hey, I'm going to follow you guys. My master's kind of dead back there. You know, <laughs> nobody, I think, even mentions the kid. You could probably make an argument that kid doesn't actually exist, and he's a, he's a figment he go, of... Of his imagination. Uh, uh, at one point, the, the Emerald guy says, take my staff. And that, and even then, it's kind of like, what's he talking about? He doesn't have a staff. <laughs> yeah, I think very weird. the Cyclops mentions him. And I think, yeah. I think he says something yeah, to yeah, the yeah. king about the Cyclops later, yeah. where he's like, oh, if he doesn't die when he's supposed to, it causes yeah. him great pain or something. Where does the kid go in the end? I didn't see him when they're walking across the field after the No, he's with them. He was? Yeah, he's with, uh, he's with, with Ergo. Ergo. Yeah. Oh, you gotta just disappear like everyone else. So, would you, would you, if this movie, if if you saw a preview for this movie, would you say I need to go and see this movie? No. <laughs> Do you have any friends that you think would want to go see this movie? No. <laughs> they yeah, just looked so. at it like, why is that so old? They don't even have good graphics or a good green screen. Like, they clearly don't know how to edit this properly. <laughs> well, there you go. So we're just based on that. Well, I guess... Three, three nays. Three <laughs> is this rad. No. Uh, we'd still Case closed. I would say, if you've seen it in the past, go and watch it again. If if for nothing else than to... Yeah, than to see a small portion of your childhood die. It's it always fun. I... I would also say if if you're like, hey, I, I want to see some sort of the resurgence of the late 70s, early 80s science fiction, you could do worse. I mean, it is beautifully shot. You know what? really confused. Go on. I would say this. Go on YouTube. Find Widow of the Web. Yeah, there we watch go. That watch scene. that scene. And you know what? The best thing about it is it, it doesn't even need to be in relation to any other part of the yeah, movie. Literally. <laughs> you, seeing it out of sequence is going to do absolutely nothing. For for your confusion or understanding, you have to know that they're looking for a black castle. Done and done. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's about it for uh, for Kroll, nineteen eighty three, sci fi classic. So we, we are going to try and uh, we are going to try and put these podcasts out weekly. Um, so we'll be watching the movies on Mondays, recording on Wednesdays, hopefully posting by Fridays, depending on you know availability. But we're going to try. So. If you want to psych yourself up, if you really get into the into the podcast, you want to follow along, please pay, play along. Um, you can find us at thiswasrad.podbean.com. That's our hosting site. You can find us on iTunes, RSS feed. And the next movie that we have chosen to subject ourselves to is uh, a little topical, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I can only imagine that it is not going to be the same as what just came out in the theaters, which is why we want to watch it now. So uh, that's it. This has been Paul. And Greg. And Willow. Thank you very much for listening.